Welcome back to the uh, Beating the Buzzer podcast. I'm Adam. Thought I'd bang another one of these out, as I uh, so love to say. Uh, it's been a busy week, so everybody, I think, is in the mood for some football. Well, uh, yeah, uh, I'm recording this on Friday night, so there was a game last night that I think approximately zero people were watching because the final presidential debate was on. I hope you all were watching the uh, presidential debate and not watching a football game over that because uh, it was it was actually a pretty close game. Uh, the Giants played like garbage and blew a lead, and Carson Wentz played decently well. Uh, the Eagles barely won, but again, I, uh, I don't think that division exactly matters this year. Um, I want to do an episode on football. And this isn't really going to be focused on, like, game predictions. I kind of just wanted to do, like, fantasy stuff because uh, I've been really into fantasy football this year and I have time on my hands. So I just kind of thought, why not? Um, so before I do that, I want to go over something that I did earlier today. Um, and I had some fun with it, um, but... Going into week seven, I just kind of want to get my power rankings. Uh, this is something that people do, and I personally consider it pretty dumb. But, you know, I'm here now, so I think I should be doing some dumb stuff. Uh, yeah, so this is completely my opinion. Uh, this has not not no factual basis, because obviously it has some. Because, you know, I, I watch the games, and, you know, I... I know what I'm talking about. A little bit, I like to think. But uh, this is in no way a prediction of who's going to do well. This is just where I see teams right now as far as, like, who's the best, who's the worst. So going from 1 to 32. Actually, I'll go from 32 to 1. I didn't really think about that. Usually people do 32 to 1 to, like, hold you in suspense for who's at number 1. So I'll count these backwards. Uh, At 32, I think no surprise here. This is the worst team in the league by, I'd say, a pretty wide margin, Uh, the New York Jets. I think they're they're probably going to get Trevor Lawrence. I know I said no predictions, but they're probably going to get him and mess him up, as they do with all the quarterbacks they ever ever had. Um, Then after... uh, I guess before that, technically, because uh, at 31, I have the uh, football team. Yeah, I have the Washington uh, football team. Washington has been um, questionable this year at best. I think everybody knew they were going to have no direction. Everybody just kind of wanted to see what Dwayne Haskins can do. Um, he showed flashes and then was immediately taken out of the lineup, and not just out of the lineup, out of the quarterback rotation. So... That's interesting. So I have them at 31. Uh, 30, I have the Giants. Kind of another self-explanatory. They've been really bad this year, especially after losing Saquon for the season. Uh, their season's probably over. Uh, 29's the Bengals. Not necessarily their fault. They're a very young team, still getting it together. But uh, I, I just don't see it from them yet. I think Burrow's a legit guy, but I, I just don't see it yet. Uh, at 28, I have the Jags. I think everyone's a little surprised that they only have one win right now, considering Garner Minshew has not been awful this year. He's been really good, actually, um, for what he's been given to work with. But I think that team definitely thought they were going to be tanking. They probably will, but I don't think they're going to be like getting the number one pick. I think they're like a top five pick team, not like a top three. Uh, 27. 
the LA Chargers. Now, this might seem surprisingly low, especially with Justin Herbert playing well, but I need him to like get a win. I need him to get a win. I think it's going to happen this week, and I'll get into that later. But I need him to get a win for for me to throw them up with kind of the big boys a little bit. Uh, 26, the Texans. Again, I think a team that a lot of people thought would be contending. They just have not gotten out to a good start. Uh, Deshaun Watson, again, we've seen them do this before. I think it was quite literally either last year or the year before. It feels like forever ago where they won nine straight games to get into the playoffs. So the Texans can do it. I, I just think that as of now... It's not looking too good for them. Uh, 25 out of the Broncos coming off the win in New England. That was kind of an ugly win for both teams. You played them with no practice. But on the road, you still looked pretty good. I think Melvin Gordon is a better running back option and kind of a legit option over Phillip Lindsay. Uh, I think losing Cortland Sutton hasn't hurt uh, Denver as much as I think people thought it would. Same uh, with losing Chubb and Miller on the defensive side. Uh, they've been pretty good. So I'll give them that. Uh, 24 out of the Eagles. Uh, again, this might surprise some people that I have them this high. Uh, yes, I said this high. Um, but it, I think they'll get it together. The last couple games they've shown like they are talented and there is still some stuff left in Wentz. Um, but honestly, I, I only put them at 24. And at 23, I'm going to put the la- I think the last team from the NFC – East on this list. Um, yeah, because I have Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, uh, Washington football team are all on here. Um, unless I'm forgetting one, which I easily could be. But this is the worst division in uh, in in all of football uh, to to me. I I just don't see how they are. Uh, playoff contenders. I guess they technically are, but yeah. So I put them there. Twenty three gave it away. It's Dallas. Um, you lost Dak. You'd be a lot higher if you still had Dak. Dalton might be the best backup in the league as far as like come in and play and get me wins now. Uh, that being said, they're not doing anything. So yeah. Uh, 22, I have the Detroit Lions. This has been a team that I feel like nobody is watching this year, but they have been, like, sneaky decent. They are creeping back to the middle of the pack. Jeff Okuda got off to a slow start for them in the secondary, but he's been all right. I think the main thing for me has been, uh, just DeAndre Swift has been amazing for them out of the backfield over the last couple games. That offense really starting to click. Um, so maybe the Lions can like disappoint their fans again and get really close to the playoffs. Who knows? Uh, at 21, I have the Vikings. Uh, on paper, this team is really good, but it's not translating to wins yet. So time will tell with them. Uh, 20, I have the Falcons. Again, the team that just beat the Vikings. Uh, I think it's another time will tell. They have the talent to do it. Can they do it? Remains to be seen. Uh, 19 out of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, again, they haven't really, to me, played like tough, tough competition. But Ryan Fitzpatrick's kept them at 500. That's kind of what Ryan Fitzpatrick does for you. Uh, so, yeah, they're at 19. They play in a pretty weak division, though. Uh, at 18, I have the Oakland Raiders. Uh, this might seem low to some people, but... 
again, I just I I haven't been a a huge fan of them. I thought, you know, that win in Kansas City might have been a little bit of a fluke. They then went and got blown out by New England uh, two or three weeks ago. This week, to me, is the real test for them. You got Tampa at home. Uh, can you handle Brady? That's the question that remains to be seen. Uh, 17, I have the Carolina Panthers. Again, might seem a little high, but they have been sneaky good this year. Uh, just kind of hasn't been translating to, I think, as many wins as they think it should be. Teddy Bridgewater's been amazing. Robbie Anderson's been a godsend. Uh, that defense has been steadily improving um, really well. 16, I have the Patriots. Uh, I, this might be a little biased to have them this high, but, I mean, if you look at some of their games, they're they're a couple yards away from uh, only really having one loss on the year. Um, and if Cam Newton plays against Kansas City, you win that game, and then it's a completely different story in your division. So, um, yeah, I have them at 16. 15, I have the Niners again. They have the talent. They're, everybody's getting back healthy, but... I want to see how everyone readjusts, make sure they don't get injured again to move them up because I think fully healthy, that is a Super Bowl contender, even without Nick Bosa. Um, 14, the Saints, again, ton of injuries. Want to see what they can do fully healthy. What can they do with Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas has played like half a game. So let's give the best receiver of last year a chance to come back. Uh, number 13, I put the Colts. Again, this team's been sneaky good. They've been reeling off wins. Phillip Rivers has been amazing. Jonathan Taylor uh, has been great for them. Um, but, yeah, this is a team that's uh, been sneaky good with their defense. Uh, number 12, I have the Cardinals. Again, kind of another sneaky team that's been reeling off wins. I think nobody expected them to be this good, but Kyler uh, has clearly taken the next step. DeAndre Hopkins, again, still one of the best, if not the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, and that defense with Buda Baker, that secondary has been pretty good this year. Uh, at 11, I have the Buffalo Bills. Again, another team that they, has just kind of been winning. Uh, I, I've been kind of similar to the Dolphins. I, I haven't really seen a tough win on their schedule yet. I want to see what they do against a tough team. This week isn't much of a challenge. You just kind of get to let the Jets be the doormat that they are for this division. But. We'll see what happens with the Bills this year. I think they'll make the playoffs, maybe make some noise if Josh Allen keeps playing a, uh, like an MVP candidate. But, again, against the Titans, they were terrible. Uh, number 10, I have the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I, I I was questioning putting them here because it's not because of Baker Mayfield. I do not feel comfortable uh, putting the Browns here with Baker. I, I don't. I just feel like at 4-2 – they're in what this year has been the best division in football, um, and they're tied for second. And I just it, – it's weird. It, it's really weird because I, I'm not confident putting them higher. I want to put them lower, but I, I really can't because of the way they've been playing. But I think – I know, and I think a lot of other people know, that they will probably fall off. But again, these are power rankings right now. So it's like, who do I see as a good team now? Now I think the Browns are good. Do I think they'll be good in three weeks? That remains to be seen. Uh, at nine, I have the Bears, kind of similar uh, to the Cardinals and Colts. I don't think anybody expected the Bears to get off to a 5-1 and one start. Uh, again, it's a start, so similar to the Browns, I expect this to wear out. I expect the Bears at some point this year to be 500. 
Um, I think personally, I think I think they will finish the season seven and nine. I, I I'll get into it later, but I don't think they're winning this week uh, in Los Angeles against a Rams team that's been kind of red hot. And speaking of the Rams, I, I put them at number eight. Uh, I think Jared Goff is kind of having a comeback year. The running back by committee thing appears to be working for them. Um, yeah, and Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, amazing as always. Tyler Higby has been great on that offense, and the defense is still stacked. Uh, number seven, I put the Steelers. Uh, this is a team, again, I feel like not a ton of people predicted them to be, like, amazing, amazing. Uh, but they're undefeated. Uh, do I think they'll stay undefeated? I will an- I will answer that later. Leave uh, y'all in suspense. But uh, this offense has been amazing. Uh, defense has been even better. Devin Bush tearing his ACL is definitely not what they need. Um, but they're deep. Um, and again, I think it's those hidden gems. I think Chase Claypool this year was really a blessing for them. James Conner back to form. So... It, it's classic Stiller football. Uh, number six, I have the Titans, who are uh, <laughs> also undefeated. Uh, we won't talk about why they've only played four games. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, evidently the Steelers are playing the Titans this week. So we'll see which one of those teams stays undefeated. I have them right next to each other in the power rankings. I think the Titans are better because uh, of one guy, <laughs> Derrick Henry. Uh, the story of the Titans season so far in uh, a couple of these games, at least in the late game, is kind of just like, we have Derrick Henry and you don't, so we're just going to run it down your throat. And it works every time. Uh, but, yeah, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Derrick Henry, whether you like how he plays or not, whether you like just go down the gut every single time, I truly believe he's the best running back in the league. Uh, just unstoppable. Uh, at number five, I have the Packers. Um I think, to me, Aaron Rodgers is probably my number two MVP candidate. Uh, this team to be playing this well without Devontae Adams for most of the time, uh, that's all I need to see. Uh, yeah, this team's been great. Um, they got him back last game. He didn't play too well. Packers kind of have had a dud against the Bucks, but uh, I, I think they'll pick it back up. I think they'll win their division. Uh, I think they might make some noise in the playoffs. Who knows? Uh, and number four, uh, speaking of the team that beat them, I have the, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, slow start. I, I'll say that. Tom Brady had a slow start, but he picked it up and has turned into one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, today it was announced that they got Antonio Brown. That for damn sure didn't factor into these rankings because I made them, I think, an hour before that news dropped. But, um, yeah, that, if anything, propels them. Uh, not up a spot, because I think my top three teams are pretty solidified. But, um, yeah, that's just a big pickup uh, for a team that didn't exactly need more receivers. But if you can take them, if you can manage the egos, then why the heck not? Um, and that defense, sneaky, underrated secondary, by the way. I will just say that. Uh, number three, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this is the team that, in my opinion, has the best defense in the league this year, and it's not close. Um, I, I think Patrick Queen was a draft steal. He has been one of the best linebackers in the league this year. That secondary with uh, Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey is still deadly. Uh, that D-line, they just got Yannick Ngakwe to boast with Calais Campbell. I mean, the, 
This defense is ridiculous. And then, not even mentioning the offense, they have the reigning MVP, they have Mark Andrews, they have running backs galore, and they have Marquise Brown. I mean, this team is ridiculous. Um, Speaking of ridiculous offenses, let's move on to my number two team. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, They were one of the best offenses in the league, and then they decided to go add one of the most dynamic running backs the league may have ever seen uh, in Le'Veon Bell. Uh, We'll see how he adjusts. He is playing this week uh, when Kansas City travels to Denver, so we'll see how that goes. Um, But again, the Chiefs' offense is amazing. The only reason to me the Chiefs are not number one is because that defense is definitely the uh, the hole in the armor a little bit. Uh, I I see a uh, Achilles heel in that secondary. I think they're pretty easy to attack if you go deep or if you power run the entire game. I think mixing it up, ironically, is really the only thing the Chiefs have done well against on defense this year. But um, if you go to your one-trick ponies, I think the Chiefs, to me, are a team that's kind of just made to stop the Titans. Uh <laughs> They, they kind of realized what happened last time. Derrick Henry almost upset you, so why not just uh, kind of go full throttle against it? But they've been, uh, they've been off and on this year. So um, at least on the defensive side. The offensive side, they've been amazing. Speaking of amazing overall teams, even though I didn't bring that up at all, my number one team is led by, in my opinion, the, the player who will win MVP this year. Uh I think Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks are, as I predicted before the season, go back and listen. The Seattle Seahawks are far and away the best team in football. Uh, They have the receiver depth. They're probably going to get Josh Gordon back. They have the backs to do it. Um, Russell Wilson's finally able to function with a half-built O-line. He's been an MVP frontrunner this year. That defense is sneaky good, even though against the pass it has been sneaky bad. Uh, (laughs) But they've been able to reel off wins. Um, And I think think they have the best quarterback play in the league this year so far that we've seen. Uh, Russell Wilson's playing like an MVP. He deserves an MVP award. I think he'll get it this year. Uh, And I think Seattle, to me right now, I know all, all these teams are making moves, but until Seattle, to me, loses a game that I feel like, okay, they could play that team in the playoffs, I, I think they're going to win the whole thing. But, yeah, that's my power rankings. Uh, I will abruptly transition on and talk about some fantasy football. So, fantasy, I've been into it uh, this year. Uh, I've been really good in two leagues, really bad in one league. Um, I'm in three. Um... But I just kind of want to give my recommendations. I remember talking to someone about the podcast uh, a while ago, and they were like, hey, you should give fantasy recommendations because, like, I would use them. Uh, so I th- I'm thinking, like, why don't I just do that? Uh, it's a Friday night, so unless you played anyone on Thursday Night Football, I played one player. Kind of a mistake, but not really. I played Fulgham. Um because I had a feeling Michael Thomas was going to be out, and I didn't really have anybody on my bench to, to sub in for Michael Thomas, so I put Fulgham in at my flex. Um, he was all right, 13-ish points. So uh, These recommendations, by the way, are pretty strictly based on if you're in a 
ESPN normal scoring PBR league, which most people are in. Um, so I have made like categories of levels of confidence I have in guys this week. So going from like best to worst, uh, I have I have your must plays. You know the guys that no matter what. Uh, you have to play them this week. They have a great matchup or they're just a great player. Then I have good, which are uh, either good players or like decent matchups. Uh, then my middle, I called it uh, P-I-Y-H-T, which is play if you have to. Um, these are the guys that they're good usually they or and they have a bad matchup or you have no one else and this is the best case scenario then after that i have eh, like a larry david eh, like that type of thing um then i have don't play so just completely avoid so uh i'll do i'll run these down by position I, warning i did not do defense or and uh and kicker uh, I did. I'm gonna give some recommendations on defenses and flexes, not kicker. I, I, I think if you're doing fantasy, you should be able to get a kicker. Um, so yeah. So let's just run down quarterbacks. Uh, so your must plays this week for me. Uh, some obvious names I think to start out the the list of guys I have must plays. I, I have five guys in in my must play category that I think if you have them, you play them this week. Um, and so some of the goods apply too, but if you have these guys, you have to play them this week. Uh, Mahomes against Denver, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, he's getting Le'Veon Bell this week. That's another weapon. Uh, this this Denver defense again against a questionable New England team last week didn't exactly uh, bend towards the end of the game. So I can only imagine what Mahomes is about to do to them. Uh, Kyler Murray against Seattle. I, I said earlier Seattle, I think is going to win this game, but. Seattle is um, their defense has been really bad as far as giving up quarterback stats. So I think if you're looking for a good fantasy day, Kyler Murray is your guy. Uh, next, I have Aaron Rodgers for Houston. This has been kind of a piss poor defense. Aaron Rodgers has Devontae Adams back. He was eh in his first game, but I think he'll really pick it up this week. Um, my next one is Josh Allen uh, versus the Jets, simply because it's the Jets. Uh, they are the doormat of the league, and the Bills are going to blow them out. So. This is a going to be a theme going forward. But if you have if you have Bills players, just play them this week. Uh, they're going to get some stats. Um, and my last one is uh, Justin Herbert versus the Jags. He's looking for his first win. That Jags defense has not been as good as it has been in years past this year. Um, this game, I believe, if I'm correct which I am, is in L.A., uh, which usually is a road game anyway, but it hurts to be, or it helps, sorry, uh, to be where you uh, are comfortable playing. So I think Herbert is a good option this week. Uh, to my good category, um, these are guys that, I, that you should play, but, again, aren't, like, the top tier of matchups this week. Uh, Russell Wilson versus Arizona, simply because he is, to me, the number one QB in the league this year. Uh, Arizona's had a decent secondary, but, again, Russ has torn apart pretty much every secondary this year. Uh, so that shouldn't be a concern. Deshaun Watson versus Green Bay. Green Bay, again, decent defense, but the Texans numbers-wise are starting to pick it up. Um, Big Ben versus Tennessee. Again, this is a this is a matchup of two pretty high-powered offenses, so um, I, I'd play Big Ben. Uh, Stafford versus Atlanta. Detroit's starting to pick up with numbers again, and Atlanta is one of the worst defenses in the league. 
so definitely look to there. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater versus the Saints. Again, the Saints defense has cooled off a lot since the first couple of weeks, and the Panthers have only been heating up. So uh, Teddy Bridgewater to me is a safe bet. And Baker Mayfield versus the Bengals. Again, Bengals not a great defense. Baker Mayfield and the Browns surprisingly good this year. Um, moving into my plan if you have to, um, these are the guys that if you have no other options, if you don't have any of the guys I've already said, play these guys, but really only if you have to. Um, Tom Brady versus the Raiders. I really like this Raider defense. Um, I, again, I think it's a little questionable, but you're on the road, um, and, and Tom Brady hasn't been great with fantasy numbers this year. So if you have to, if he's your only option, then play him, but... If not, avoid. Um, Matt Ryan versus Detroit. Uh, again, Atlanta had a good game last week. Still not sold for me. Uh, next one is uh, Drew Brees versus Carolina. This is simply because he has basically no targets this week. Uh, Sanders and Thomas are out. He's going to be relying on Traquan Smith a lot. And I think they're probably just going to run the ball a lot of the time. Uh, next one is Minshew versus the Chargers. Again, this Charger defense and being on the road, I think this Charger defense is good enough to stop them. But, um, yeah, I would, uh, I would avoid that. Um, moving on, Andy Dalton against Washington, uh, if you have to. Uh, again, it's the Cowboys, so if you have to, then do it. Uh, and my last one's Joe Burrow um, against Cleveland. I, this isn't necessarily uh, about Cleveland having a good defense, more so about Burrow being a rookie, his season progressing, and uh, how's he going to do with kind of it seems like everyone's going to be back this week. So uh, moving into the eh category, these are like the eh, like not don't play, but kind of an extension to play them if you have to, but the worst-case scenario. Um only four guys. I think they're pretty self-explanatory. Uh, Cam Newton, Jimmy Garoppolo, Drew Locke, and Derek Carr. Uh, all going up against pretty good defenses. Um, all currently commanding pretty inconsistent offenses, maybe with the exception of Derek Carr. But Derek Carr is going up against Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, so I would not play him. And then these are the definite don't plays. I don't think there are any surprises here. Um, Ryan Tannehill versus Pittsburgh. Again, Pittsburgh's defense has been great. Jared Goff and Nick Foles. This is a game, uh, Chicago and L.A., that's going to be dominated by defense, so would not play either of them. Um, And then the obvious ones, Kyle Allen. I don't know. If you have to play Kyle Allen in fantasy, I think you're really stooping to a low level, and same with Sam Darnold. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to move on to the running backs. Um, Again, same categories. I uh, only have five in my must plays this week uh, for running backs. Uh, those are Alvin Kamara versus Carolina, Aaron Jones versus Houston, Houston, Chris Carson versus Arizona, Mike Davis versus New Orleans, and uh, again, another Bill, uh, uh, Devin Singletary uh, against the Jets. Moving into uh, the good, um, again, these are also good options, just not kind of the uh, elite of the elite with matchups this week. Uh, Ronald Jones versus the Raiders. Uh, Zeke, Ezekiel uh, Elliott versus the uh, Washington football team. Uh, Todd Gurley versus the Lions. Kareem Hunt versus the Bengals. James Conner versus the Titans. Melvin Gordon versus the Chiefs. Uh, a little waiver wire pickup we mentioned earlier, DeAndre Swift. 
uh, versus Atlanta and James Robinson uh, for the Jags versus the Chargers. Uh, moving on to the plan if you have to. This one might surprise some people that I put him here, but Pittsburgh's run defense is no joke. Um, and usually, almost always, I would say Derrick Henry is a must-play, but here it's kind of only a play him if you have to. I'm assuming everyone's going to play him. I would not bench him. I would just consider looking at other options if you have them. After that is Josh Jacobs. Uh, again, tough defense in Tampa Bay, and uh, he's been a little inconsistent as of late. Uh, Kenyon Drake versus Seattle. He reeled off two decent games. Wouldn't expect that again. Um, both Johnsons for the Texans, uh, both David and Duke. Uh, ooh, that's a bad combo that I didn't realize until saying it out loud. But David Johnson and Duke Johnson uh, against Green Bay. Um, then Antonio Gibson versus Dallas. Um, Justin Jackson versus the Jags. And Frank Gore, the Jets running back. That might be, I think it's one of three Jets offensive players you will, you will hear me say. Or four but not a ton. Uh, the eh category. So these are the guys that you probably shouldn't be playing this week. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, and Le'Veon Bell versus Denver. I have no idea how they will handle this run situation. I think it's too risky if you have other options to play at your running backs or flexes. Uh, instead of these guys, play them. Uh, it's just so uncertain what they're going to do with uh, those two this week as far as workload. And I have a feeling... More often than not, they're kind of just going to air out the ball. Um, Jarek McKinnon versus New England. Again, New England's defense has been pretty good this year. Uh, James White versus San Francisco, same deal. Um, Zach Moss versus the Jets. This is mainly for deeper leagues uh, if you're considering playing him because they're playing the Jets. Uh, if you have other options, I would play them. Uh, Jamal Williams for the Packers versus Houston. Again, this one's more about workload. I think Aaron Jones is going to see a lot of snaps this week. I don't think you're going to see Jamal Williams much in the red zone. Um, and his games are very touchdown dependent. Again, kind of one for deeper leagues. Rex Burkhead, I would stay away from him uh, unless you don't have better options. Uh, but I have a feeling he's not really going to find the end zone this week. Uh, these are the don't plays. I would, I would not play any of these people. Uh, most of these guys, I... I would say I've been off limits the whole year, but some people still play him. Uh, I do not play uh, Daryl Henderson against the Bears. Uh, again, goes the other way. I would not play David Montgomery against the Rams. Uh, Leonard Fournette, this is the one I was mainly talking about when I said that. Um, I, don't, I don't know why people have been playing this him this year. Uh, Ronald Jones has been entrenched pretty solidly as that starter. Uh, he's the one putting all the points. He's the one getting all the touches. So, Fournette I wouldn't play. Uh, AP versus Atlanta. This one mainly has to do with DeAndre Swift becoming the clear number one back there. Um, Chase Edmonds versus Seattle. Again, I don't think they're going to be running the ball much in this game. And if they will, it will go to Kyler or Kenyon Drake. Uh, Josh Kelly versus Jacksonville. I think it's been pretty clear now. Uh, that Jackson and not Kelly is going to be the back while Eckler's out. Uh, Cam Akers versus Chicago and Malcolm Brown versus Chicago, uh, both who have not uh, seen many touches compared to Henderson. Uh, key in on Akers when I say he's not getting touches because as a rookie, he's gotten basically none this year. And that's it for my running backs. So now I will move into, I think it was the, the probably the most fun for me to do, uh, 
in this one was um, the receivers. Just a ton of names here that I will rattle off. Again, just like my running backs, I, I have five that I think are must plays. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins versus Seattle. Uh, Devontae Adams versus Houston. Tyreek Hill versus Denver. Stephon Diggs versus the Jets. And the, I think... It's always the Steelers, but James Conner a couple years ago, if you guys remember, he was like this waiver wire pickup. Nobody knew who he was. Kind of similar to Mahomes a little bit when he came on the scene. But um, Chase Claypool, he over the past two games, he's been the number one receiver against decent secondaries. I expect that to uh, continue. Uh, so into my good category, uh, Julio Jones versus Detroit. Uh, Ty Lockett versus Arizona. That's more so due to touches. Uh, OBJ versus Cincinnati. Again, touches. Uh, Kenny Galladay uh, against Atlanta. Again, touches. Uh, Keenan Allen versus Jacksonville. Again, touches. Uh, Juju against Tennessee. He's not in the must play, really, only because of Claypool. They're going to be splitting touches, but I think they'll get a lot uh, of balls thrown their way. Uh, Robbie Anderson versus New Orleans. Again, he's been the number one receiver in Carolina. Uh, T. Higgins against Cleveland for Cincinnati. Again, he's been Burrow's number one guy. Um, and then Traquan Smith for the Saints against Carolina, strictly because that's quite literally the only receiver they will have this week. Um, in my play, if you have to, um, kind of predictable, I would say. Uh, Calvin Ridley against Detroit, again, mainly due to touches. Um, and I don't trust Matt Ryan. Uh, Mike Evans versus Las Vegas. He's way too touchdown dependent, and Tom Brady has diversified his options way too much with who he's throwing to. Uh, next to DK versus Arizona, they have a decent secondary. Uh, I think they're better against big game receivers than just kind of the slot guys like Lockett. Um, Amari Cooper versus Washington. I, again, this is mainly due to Andy Dalton to me, um, and Washington's secondary has been sneaky good. Uh, so I would watch him this week. Uh, Cooper Cup versus Chicago. He's really only this high for me because of the amount of looks he gets from Goff. And I think Goff, some offense is going to have to show up in this game. I, I think these defenses are great, but I think some offense is going to show up. And I think that might be on Cooper Cup because both these run defenses are amazing. Uh, next up, Will Fuller against Green Bay. Again, pretty good secondary. This is really just because of the amount of balls he gets thrown his way. Uh, Tyler Boyd versus Cleveland. Um, again, it's a piss-poor secondary uh, that you're playing against, but you don't get as much touches as Higgins, but you still have a pretty high uh, floor, and you get enough to be a good fantasy option. Uh, next is DJ Chark versus the Chargers. Uh, I want to see what Minshew does this week. He's similar to Brady. He's been diversifying a little bit with Chenault and Cole at receiver, so we'll see if Chark stays entrenched. Uh, again, to me, he has been a bit too touchdown-dependent Uh more than I'd like him to. Next up is Marvin Jones. This one again against Atlanta, one of the bad secondaries. But due to touches, Galladay and Swift are going to take up a lot of these offensive touches, not to mention TJ Hawkinson. Uh, and then my last one in this category is A.J. Brown versus the Steelers. I think he'll be their number one receiver. But again, I don't know how much Tannehill is going to throw the ball. And at that, I don't know how much he'll throw it his way as compared to Humphreys and Davis and Jonu Smith. Um, so into my eh category, these are the guys that are kind of eh for me this week. Um, Allen Robinson versus the Rams, um, and likewise Robert Woods versus the Bears. Um, again, great defenses. Uh, Chris Godwin against the Raiders this is mainly due to what I talked about uh, with diversifying the receivers. Uh, Tom Brady throws to way too many guys for 
to me personally any Tampa Bay receiving option to be a reliable fantasy option really outside of Mike Evans I think he's a little too touchdown dependent but he gets those touchdowns most of the time so he's safe enough to play but I, again especially with Antonio Brown coming in I and with the emergence of Scotty Miller and you have Gronk there and you have OJ Howard and you have a couple other guys I, I just I can't trust them in fantasy um, DJ Moore against the Saints. Again, he does not get as many targets uh, as Robbie Anderson. Uh, Terry McLaurin versus Dallas. Uh, this is mainly due to Dallas not really having a – or, sorry, Washington not really having a quarterback. Uh, Julian Edelman versus the Niners. Again, the Niners' defense is pretty good. Cam Newton, uh, other than the game against Seattle, has not been uh, too aggressive throwing the ball. Um so I'd want to see more of that. Deontay Johnson, I see a lot of people play him. Don't really know why, uh, but he's on an eh list. I mean, maybe if Claypool or Juju is shut down, then they will go to him, but I don't see it happening. My um, don't plays are C.D. Lamb against Washington. Again, I think if they throw it to anyone, it's going to be Amari. Um, Jamison Crowder versus Buffalo. Buffalo has a great secondary. Jamison Crowder uh, at this point is quite literally the only offensive option for the Jets. Um, Jarvis Landry versus Cincinnati. He's been a not play for me for a while. He's just not getting touches. He is one of the best receivers in the league. I would love to see him get to a team that actually needs a receiver. I'd love to see him go to Arizona, try and be the number two there, go to New England, be the number one, uh, even go to a team like Denver where they currently need one, like Jerry Judy, who is ironically also on my not playlist. Um but, yeah, they just need something. Uh, Jarvis Landry needs something to get going this year. I would not play him at all. In fact, I would probably cut him. Uh, if it, Unless you're in a too deep league where you can't, but if you're in a shallow enough league, I'd cut Jarvis Landry. Uh, after that, Brandon Cooks, again, Green Bay secondary is amazing, and uh, he's probably just not going to get as many throws uh, to him as uh, Fells and Fuller will this week. Uh, Debo Samuel versus New England. Again, Debo's second game back against a pretty damn good secondary. Uh, Michael Gallup versus Washington. Again, similar to CD. I think if these balls are getting thrown out anywhere, it's going to go to Zeke and Amari. Uh, and lastly, A.J. Green versus Cleveland. I think A.J. Green and T.Y. Hilton, who uh, is on a bye this week. But these two kind of fall into the same category. They were great two years ago. They had injuries. They came back, and um, a collection of receivers took their job. Uh, and A.J. Green just has not been getting the ball this year. He had a decent game last week where I think he finally cracked double digits. But I, still, not enough upside to uh, have any fantasy value. Now, I'm going to move on to tight ends. Uh, again, I'm running through all these positions. So, I only have two tight ends to me that are must-plays this week. And, again, tight ends are seldom used compared to the other ones. But uh, my only two are Travis Kelsey versus Denver and Hunter Henry versus uh, Jacksonville. I think both these guys see a lot of volume. And both these guys are playing secondaries that aren't exactly elite. Uh, the goods are uh, Darren Waller versus Tampa. Again, Tampa's defense is really good, but Darren Waller gets a lot of balls thrown his way. TJ Hawkinson versus Atlanta. Again, pretty bad secondary, and the Lions are starting to click. Um, and uh, Tonian, the Green Bay tight end against Houston. This guy's been sneaky good. I've never heard of him, and he's been amazing this year. Um, to me, kind of a low ceiling, but again... 
similar to um, who was I talking about on receivers? Um, very similar to Tyler Boyd. Uh, very high floor. Uh, you're guaranteed to get a decent amount of points with him. Um, play him if you have to to me. Again, rare week for him that he will be on here, but New England has been statistically – uh, I think according to PFF, they've been a top three or top two team against tight ends this year. Um, so George Kittle, um, who I think everyone's going to play anyway. Johnny Smith against Pittsburgh. Again, I think a guy everybody's going to play anyway. Jared Cook versus Carolina. He's only this high because they have literally nobody to throw to. Eric Ebron versus Tennessee. Um, and uh, Schultz, the Cowboys tight end versus Washington, mainly due to the quarterback play. The N are uh, Noah Fant versus Kansas City. That's probably the one part of their defense that's been really good this year is playing against tight ends. So I wouldn't count on him to be a good option this week. And I really think they're going to throw to receivers and just run it with Gordon. Uh, Tyler Higby versus Chicago. Uh, again, this is mainly because of Chicago's defense. But if offense is going to come from anywhere, Higby's been reliable this year. Greg Olson versus Arizona. Uh, this is a game that is going to be one on the ground for the Seahawks, so I don't think they're really going to be thrown his way. And the don't plays, uh, Rob Gronkowski versus the Raiders. I think he had a rare game with high volume in his last one. I don't think that's repeatable, at least consecutively for him this year. Hayden Hurst versus Detroit. Again, I really think they're going full commit to these uh, receivers and Todd Gurley. Uh, Jimmy Graham versus the Rams. Again, great defense. Chris Herndon versus Buffalo because Jets. Um, and Darren Fells uh, versus the Packers. I would not give him a shout this week. Well, those are all the position players. So I will move on to not really categorize, but more so like who I would recommend and who I wouldn't uh, as far as the defenses this week. So if I don't say them, I'm kind of indifferent or there's an obvious no or yes. Um, but the defenses to avoid this week, uh, to me... There, there are seven key ones that actually get played and should not be played this week. And those are the Seahawks defense, the Cardinals defense. Again, those two teams going up against each other, very good offenses. Um, the Patriots defense, I would avoid them this week playing the Niners. The Titans and Steelers defense, again, playing each other. Uh, the Raiders defense playing against the Chiefs, I would avoid them. And uh, or sorry, playing against the um, Buccaneers, and then the Broncos defense playing against the Chiefs, I would avoid. Um, defenses to play this week. These are the guys that are going to have amazing games. The Buffalo Bills playing the Jets. That is might be a 30-point defensive day. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Broncos. That's a great one to have. The Chargers playing the Jags, to me, again, a great one to have. Uh, the Cowboys playing the Washington football team. Again, think about it. They don't have a quarterback. That's a great one to have. Uh, the Carolina Panthers defense. Again, New Orleans don't have a ton of targets. That's a pretty good one to play. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's it for defensive recommendations for me. Um, and the last thing I'm going to do here, at least for fantasy, before I go into my predictions for the game and then I wrap it up, is uh, some, some flex recommendations uh, in your league. Some for this week, some who have already played. Um, some for deeper leagues, some for shallower leagues. These guys might not be free agents uh, most of the time in some leagues. Uh, but I'll just kind of run through this list. Uh, if you need a flex, which is a running back or a receiver, or you can play a tight end there, but not a ton of people do. Um, 
Yeah, so here, here's my uh, quick run-through list. Uh, DeAndre Swift, Detroit's running back. Again, he's kind of been become their number one option. Uh, Justin Jackson for the Chargers. Uh, well, Eckler's out. He's a good option. Marvin Jones for Detroit. Frank Gore uh, for the Jets. This one's really if you're desperate. <laughs> uh, you go for him because he's their number one back. Uh, Trey Quan Smith for New Orleans. That's one mainly for this week because they're without Thomas and Sanders. Once Thomas and Sanders get back, I would say his fantasy value is very touchdown reliant. Mike Williams for the Chargers. Outside of Keenan Allen, he's been Justin Herbert's favorite target. Uh, Corey Davis for Tennessee. Again, Tennessee kind of does the committee thing. He might be a little too touchdown dependent, but he'll have these games every uh, now and again where he'll put up 20 or 30. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Again, if Devontae Adams isn't going, that's who Rodgers goes to. Uh, now that Lazard's on IR, that's who he goes to. Uh, Danny Amendola for Detroit. He, he's pretty touchdown dependent, but again, he's been very reliable this year. Um, next up is Chase Edmonds from Arizona. Again, Kenyon Drake's been struggling. When he's struggling, they go to Chase Edmonds. Uh, these two have already played, but uh, Travis Fulgham and Darius Slayton, both receivers, respectively from the Eagles and Giants, they are probably taken in uh, most deeper leagues. Uh, but if you can get them, get them. Fulgham's been amazing in the three games he's played this year. Uh, and Slayton's been solid. He, he's uh, Daniel Jones's, I would say, favorite target. Um, I would also throw Sterling Shepard there. He's very more he's much more inconsistent i will say that than slayton and my last one's christian kirk uh arizona's number two receiver now the last thing that i want to do is do some good old game predictions uh, i've given some of these away about what i think about them but i'll just run through these uh in the first game of the one o'clocks that is listed on the schedule uh Detroit at Atlanta, I'll take the Falcons in that one. Uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati, I will take the Browns. Uh, Pittsburgh at Tennessee, this one might surprise some people, might be considered an upset, but I'm going to take Tennessee. Uh, Carolina at New Orleans, again, already gave this one away. Saints don't have enough offensive weapons this week, so I'm going to give it to Carolina. There's also a team that's streaking. Uh, Buffalo at the Jets, this one is just not going to be close. It's going to be the Bills. Uh, Cowboys at the football team in Washington. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Uh, Green Bay in Houston. I'm going to take Green Bay. Uh, Tampa headed out to Vegas to play the Raiders. I'll take Tom Brady and the Bucks. Kansas City going out to Denver to play the Broncos. I will take the road team and the Chiefs. Uh, Niners headed to New England. I'll take the Niners. Uh, Jacksonville headed to L.A. to play the Chargers. I'll take the Chargers. Seahawks going to Arizona. To play the Cardinals, I'll take the Seahawks. And Monday Night Football, uh, Chicago in L.A., I will take L.A. That is kind of all I want to get to in this episode. This has been a very good NFL episode. Uh, that is it. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, remember to follow and share the podcast. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beating Buzzer. Uh, I've been Adam, and this is a good episode. Yeah, goodbye. Keep watching or listening. That's a weird outro, but goodbye.